Soulmates, it's your girl, Carolina Sanchez, filling in again for the lovely Claudia Jordan tonight, who is having a wonderful time off. We are back with TGIF. We are here to spill the tea, sip the tea, and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea. What's up, Al? Carolina, what are you doing here? I haven't seen you in forever. I know, I know. I'm, I'm so, so happy y'all have me to back. see your face. I'm so glad to see your face, Carolina. It's been a while, but I miss you. Oh, I love coming. So anytime you want me here, boo, I, I'm glad to sit and chat. Best, with you. Right. <laughs> and for my first time hanging out with Carlos King, who's in for Funky Dineva, who is dealing with some surgery, some feet surgery he's dealing with. Hi, Carlos. Hey, how's it going? You are gorgeous as ever. Thank you. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. I know all about you. You you read on Google, child. I mean, I feel like anything that comes out of your mouth, I should believe, though, right? Oh, oh, well, my mouth, yes. Please (laughs) believe that, please. That mouth should have a rating. (laughs) (laughs) Mature audience. My mouth mouth has a Yelp rating on bathrooms at Shell gas station. (laughs) I'm scared to find out what they have to say there. Carlos, good to see you again today, buddy. This is my second day. Are you working with us tomorrow? I believe I am, Al. So just like the people in your life, you can't get rid of me. (laughs) <laughs> the shade the shade i'm feeling the shade <laughs> what is this no but i'll be here tomorrow too so i'm excited to work with you. what is it christmas it must be christmas okay now we're our destiny's child i'm beyonce now <laughs> you are michelle and <laughs> carolina you are the beautiful kelly Rowland, honey I'm with it. I'm with it. Beyonce is actually coming here this weekend. So H-Town is ready for their queen. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Let's get to the show, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're starting off hot with Tory Lanez. Okay. He's beginning his 10 year prison sentence and he has just been transferred to the North Kern State Prison in Delano, California. Along with this prison transfer, though, they took a very unflattering mugshot of Tori. I mean, I feel like that just oozes how he's feeling about his situation. Al, what are your thoughts on that mugshot and just the whole Tory Lanez, Megan Thee Stallion sitch? Man, doesn't he look like, uh, production, can you put that picture back up? Doesn't he look like he's he's studying for like a Five Heartbeats movie or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's the hair that's laid down on the side for me. But is that a nose ring that he has in? I didn't know. You know, this particular prison is only about two hours north i think or it's it's two hours north of los angeles and it's a very very um um tough prison it has it's known for multiple murders it's known for intense inmate violence uh inmates strangle each other they jump the guards it's 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 really known to be a very very violent um prison so hopefully you know uh tory lanes gets out of there alive but you know you do He's the crime, you got to pay the lane. time, right? Huh? Yeah. Do the t- yes, you got to do the crime, you got to do the time. But I'm saying he better uh, stay in his lane. That was a terrible dad joke. I'm so sorry. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> what do you have to think about? What do you say about Tori? Well, look, karma is written all over his face, his hairline, his hair, the roots of his head. He looks a mess. But that's what you get, child, when you try to shoot somebody because they're not dancing for you inside of a moving vehicle. 
So that's what he gets. And like Al said, it's a very dangerous prison. So just like how I was in college, lock the door and keep your booty hole tight, child. Ooh. Okay. And that's all Mary had a little lamp. All right. But speaking Ooh. of Tory Lanez, uh, while he's serving his sentence, Megan Lee Stallion is living her best life, starting this new chapter, fresh and new. So in a new interview that she did with Entertainment Tonight, Megan said, I think I've gone through so much and I'm so at a point where I don't care about a lot of stuff. I'm just so comfortable with myself and power to her. Okay. I mean, she is really coming out and showing who she is and representing women in a beautiful feminine way, but also owning her sexuality. I am here for Megan living her best life. Carlos, what do you think about Megan and her new chapter? I love this. I said this weeks ago on Fox Soul that I want Megan to focus on her happily ever after and to no longer focus on social media, having the need to clap back. So obviously, Magnus is a soulmate. She's also a raindrop. So she listens to me and I'm happy to know that she does. But no, all jokes aside, this is everything I wanted for her. She's beautiful. She's talented. She went through something horrific where a lot of people did not believe her. So again, you're innocent of proven guilty. Tori was found guilty. And now is now, now is the time, excuse me, for Megan to live her innocent life. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, what we, what we got... I'm sorry, Al, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying she said she's staying away from social media. She isn't even looking at it. She's like, I, I'm not going to be influenced by anything. She didn't even know about the Justin Timberlake debacle that they were saying she got into a fight with him. She's like, what do I look like getting into it with NSYNC? Absolutely not. She's living her best life. Al, what do you have to say about Megan? I was going to say, uh, Carlos, now we're not going to, we're not going to push it too far. Innocent. I don't know, but living her best life. I'm here, I'm here for it. Um, Megan, actually, if we look at the last couple of years for her, it has been a lot of turmoil. She lost her mother. She lost her grandmother. She had a very public breakup with Party, right? She also had a very public, ugly dispute with her record label. This woman's life has been uh, has been just, oh, and then being shot, of course, in the court system and being judged. It's just been filled with all, a lot of contention, which I can imagine can take a toll on you. But look, Megan, you still have how many? Six BT Awards, five BT Hip Hop Awards, four American Music Awards two uh, VMA awards and three Grammys, sweetheart. Even though it was contentious, you still are shining bright. So just keep that light going and do whatever it is that you feel like you can do because now's the time. And Absolutely. do any man you want to do now. You single, you find that body is body ink, honey. Yes, Megan. Isn't she dating that African um, soccer player? Very I'm well. telling you, once you go African, you don't go back in. Just saying. <laughs> okay, tell me more, Carlos. Who's this African you you yeah. talking about here? Well, you know, he's to be, um, you know, heard and not seen. I'll just say that. Okay, okay. Well, our soulmates are saying Brandy Lamb, Says, meanwhile, Megan looking better by the day, thriving. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of female rappers, Remy Ma has been trending after she's denying. She's saying there is no cheating on her husband, rapper Papoose, who's also the father of her daughter. But during her Chrome 23 battle rap event, rapper Geechee Gotti, he came out swinging, making some allegations that Remy was messing around with fellow battle rapper Easy the Block Captain. Earlier this year, Papoose went viral for allegedly knocking out Easy over Remy. Okay, I don't know if you have seen the videos, 
But it looks to me like where there's smoke, there's fire, baby. The way she was pointing at the camera, like, "Mm -mm, we can't do anything because there's a camera pointed at us right now. The way Geechee went in, like, I don't care if it's just battle rap. Like, you know, you come in. He wasn't lying. He had some truth to what he was saying. Carolina, are you spilling some tea? Yes. Let me find out you spilling some tea, Carolina. Hmm. Well, you know, Carolina, you could possibly be right because you know Miss Tasha Kay has said that there was a sighting between Remy and with Easy on a date. So you, you <laughs> how you feel and what you thought might not necessarily be wrong. And it's interesting to me that Miss Tasha Kay would say something like that, considering, you know, she's she's been sued by Cardi and being chased down for her money by Cardi uh, for lying, allegedly. So what do you think, Carlos? Is this smoke saying that there is fire somewhere or is it just smoke? Honey, call the fire department because the house <laughs> is on fire and it's burning down. It's an arson, honey. It is Devil's Night in Detroit, Michigan during Halloween. Let me tell you something. What in the love and hip hop marriage of New York City, Harlem, the Bronx is going on here? So I saw the video. It does look suspicious because Remy, them eyeballs look guilty, baby. But I will say this. If she is cheating, allegedly, on Papoose, let me tell you something. Papoose held this woman down while she right. did been in jail. Most men would have left the woman there, have her eat the bologna sandwiches and the black eyed peas. Don't ask me how I know that. And would have went off to someone else. If she cheats on this man that held her down all these years, she even said that she gave Papoose permission to sleep with other women because she understood he had needs. And Papu said, no, I, you're my wife. I'm here for you. If you are cheating on Papu's, that is low down and dirty and you should be ashamed of yourself. No, absolutely. I mean, the story of Remy and Papu's, like that, that's a love story for the ages. Absolutely. I, I don't want to believe that she's cheating. I don't want to believe that. I don't I don't want to put that out there, but well, Carolina, you already put it out there. I'm just saying, if you've seen the videos, I'm just speaking to what I saw on video. I did not, I'm alleging. Yes, you did. You I, said I did, did I allege? I said where there's smoke, there may be fire. Anyway, listen. Wait, wait, is that called backpedaling? What I hope is not <laughs> happening. I hope she is not cheating because I love their story. Right. But uh, yeah, the videos, true. if you go watch them videos, I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, soulmates really don't want to believe it either. We've got Chloe Stewart who said, girls from the Bronx don't cheat. Okay, I, I lived in the Bronx. Uh, no, baby, in the boogie down, we don't cheat. Mm. Okay, M-Town boy Foya said, I can't picture Remy cheating. All right, I mean, soulmates don't want to believe that Remy Ma is cheating. All right, let's move on to another hip hop husband who is trending for the wrong, wrong reasons. Kenneth Petty, husband of rapper Nicki Minaj, has been ordered to serve up to 120 days of home detention. That to me sounds like timeout. That sounds to me like house arrest for SNP. I hope you got that bleep. Apparently, because he was, you know, threatening Cardi B's husband offset. Let's take a look at this clip. You don't know. Yeah. They said you don't know. Big Zoom. Yeah. On that vacation, yeah. you're planning your. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's play. Yeah. Let's play. What's up? We yeah. miss you. Mm -hmm. 
Carlos, what do you have to say, boo? At anyone's big age, you should not be threatening somebody on the streets of New York City in 40 degree weather wearing a hoodie and a baseball cap. Talk about some, yeah, what's going on? You know I'm there. We are big and our age is bigger. Why are we behaving this way? That bad boy era is so back in 1999 where, you know, it was cute to date a bad boy. We are grown. There is nothing cute about your husband, not your boyfriend, your husband that you have a child with threatening somebody in the streets of New York with his goons. And now you are sentenced to house arrest for 120 days because you felt the need to threaten another rapper for your wife. This is what being stupid causes you to be. Mm. Al, what do you think? Nikki's probably like, what the hell am I doing yeah, right now? That's the first thing that I think, Carolina. It's like, she's she's got to be embarrassed, right? Or if she's not embarrassed, you know, Nikki's from New York City. Or, or she's from the city. He's from the city. They, I mean, he behaves and moves like a, like a city dude. Like, that's just how, that's just how they move. They, you know, they're out on the block talking smack you know, defending and protecting his woman. I know for a fact, though, that this woman is way too successful. They're way too old to still be behaving like this. And this is the part that I don't understand. You two, you and Nikki are underneath a microscope. You have way too much to lose. So what is the purpose of this? And what did you get out of it? Absolutely. I, I, he got detention is what he got. He got timeout. He got a punishment as a grown ass man to sit but doesn't, doesn't she look like, I mean, doesn't this make her look bad? Cause I noticed online when they made the announcement about his sentence of 120 days, she started creating all this ruckus online about someone stalking her family. Did you guys see that? Like it was yeah. almost yeah. She was trying to take the attention off of the fact yeah. that her husband is back in the news again, back in trouble again, back having to wear the ankle bracelet. I'm, I'm like, what's going on? I think the two of them need to sit down and have a long, hard conversation about well, it. Well, he has- They have 120 20. days to do it, baby. Yes, okay. So he's in timeout along with their three-year-old son. That's- Just given. All right, coming up next, Dwayne Wade opens up about his marriage and his infidelity baby. And later, a pro footballer is talking about his stripper days. You're gonna find out who it is after the break. on this Thursday evening. We are having a ball with Al Reynolds and Carlos King just talking all about this tea, baby. All right, it's only going to get hotter now, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're talking about NBA Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade, who recently sat down with Shannon Sharp on his new podcast, where he opened up about his past infidelity and coming clean to his now wife, because she wasn't his wife back then, Gabrielle Union. Wade said that at the time he didn't know how to tell her that he was about to be the father to another woman's child. And Dwayne said having that conversation was actually harder than losing the finals. So what do you think about Wade being honest with Gabrielle and having to have that tough conversation, Carlos? Um, you have no choice but to be honest, baby, because in nine months, something would have been produced <laughs> that would have been a full-on receipt. Mm. So 
being honest about something that <laughs> that is going to be a proven fact is it is what it is. But what also it showed me is this. We were told when this happened that it was a break baby, that he oh. and Gabrielle Union were not together. And he made no mention of that. So look, I think it's nice to know that what we all knew to be true was you put your penis in someone's vagina while you were with Gabrielle Union. And now you had to deal with the aftermath of coming clean. You didn't come clean because you had a change of heart that I cheated on you. You came clean because the woman said, no, I don't need your money. I'm going to keep this baby. I'm going to have this baby and I'm going to raise this baby with or without you. And as a result, he has to be honest. So I don't think it's anything like, oh my God, you have to be honest. My brother, you have no choice but to. Hmm. Al, are you agreeing with Carlos on this? <laughs> Carlos is messy and I love it. You know what? <laughs> and Carlos is right. It's a side baby. I don't care what you look. I don't care what, how you look at it. It's a side baby. He he slid out or, you know, he went. He's with other women with while he was married to Gabrielle. I personally think that this is quite normal, you know, for professional athletes, especially someone like Dwayne Wade. But you know what I like about this is Dwayne Wade, honesty is the best policy. And as Dwayne Wade has progressed out of that phase, it's almost like he's become like this ideal father now. He's this ideal. Now you're talking about Dwayne Wade now. Because I'm kind of with Carlos on the sense of like, he only came clean and was honest because as he said, there was a receipt coming nine months. Right, right. and I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying- I don't saying, think he would have come know how, clean if he had, know how had a, a baby. Lot of, a lot of athletes will come clean, but a lot of athletes don't change their color or their spots don't change. And I just feel like he has taken an active uh, role in trying to be different. He has, you know, he's led the way in this whole trans conversation in the black community, raising a trans daughter. Um, you know, he just seems to be really involved in the young little daughter that he, the two of them have together. He seems to also be involved with his other son that he had with his other wife. It just seems like he's just come full circle to be known as a good father now and one that we don't know so far any other new babies or side babies. So as we know so far, you say. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so for me, no, I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. The image that he is, he's living up to now is definitely progress. Right, Carlos? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Listen, I love Dwayne Wade. Honestly, all jokes aside, when it comes to what he's dealing with his daughter, who um, is now identifying as her, I will 1000% always give that black man his props for standing by his daughter's side. So we all will applaud Dwayne Wade for being, he's, he's an excellent father. Excellent. Excellent father. All right. Absolutely. All right. I wonder if we uh, stand by this high school band director in Alabama who stood by his band and kept playing. So he, this band director was tased and arrested after refusing to end his post game performance at a football game. Take a look at this video. So 
So band director Johnny Mims said the police tased him three times when he didn't immediately put his arms behind his back. The Birmingham police claimed that the band director tried to hit one of the officers. Now, I know that the school was really trying to shut down after the game had ended. They had turned off the lights and they were telling the band they needed to stop. That's when the police were called and they tried to arrest him and were unable to. And it escalated to what it did. Al, what are your thoughts on this situation? Let me, this is the deal. All right, so these two band directors have this history. They have a long history that they, they perform what's called a fifth quarter performance. Mm. That fifth quarter performance is something that both of the bands look forward to doing because at the end of the game, when everything's over, the bands go back to performing. This is nothing new. It's been going on for a while. I just feel like in this particular case, this particular officer was like, I'm trying to get home. My wife cooked for me. I, I don't want to sit here and watch this fifth quarter performance and he took it too far i really cringed when i heard that taser tase him and those kids screaming at the top of their lungs no child no teenager should ever have to watch somebody in leadership or administration or someone that they look up to being tased and harmed by the police when they're not doing anything that could have been settled otherwise that's my that's my rub and this whole thing that he tried to hit the uh police officer i don't buy it because if that's the case he would have been charged with assault of a police officer he was charged with he was charged with resisting arrest and he was charged with harassment nowhere in those charges was he charged with hitting uh, or assaulting an officer and believe me that's a black man all the charges would have been thrown at him if that did occur Mm -mm. and that was not thrown at him carlos what are your thoughts on that situation what is going on in Alabama? I mean, we saw the white folding chairs. Was it Montgomery, Alabama, I believe that happened? You got Huntsville, Alabama, Love and Marriage Huntsville, shameless plug, where things go on around there. We got grandmas fighting mamas and the babies. It's a, what is happening in Alabama? It's, that it's Bur- and this is in Birmingham. I know it's in Birmingham. So listen, Alabama, I love you guys. What in the world is happening to my state okay but all jokes aside this is obviously very bad and this man did not deserve to get tased and we have to really do some sort of education when it comes to how police officers are handling tough situations look it is a very very tough job to be a police officer we can all admit to that it's not something that i would ever sign on to do it's a tough job and you are in very dire situations, but it should not be a one size fit all approach for every single situation. And what we're seeing uncovering amongst police officers and black folks is this, 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 this sort of aggressiveness that is occurring when it comes to arrest. And there needs to be this recall about the education that these officers are a part of when they get their license, whatever you call it. So, or their badge even. <laughs> their so, badge. Their, their badge. So I know license like real estate. But no, it <laughs> needs to be, there needs to be some sort of education amongst how you deal with these situations. Exactly. Yeah, it's got way are, out of hand. What were they going to do? March over the police officers? It's a marching band. I know. He wasn't calling harm. He wasn't. There he was no crime. The band passed the officers. Like, what is what is going on? I mean, how is the officer feeling so threat that he's trying to tase somebody? A band director. 
I mean, and the kids are playing music. Like, let the kids live here. Like, what what was going on that it had to escalate to that point? I didn't even realize it was like a tradition. If it was a tradition, the school should have been behind it from the beginning. Absolutely not. All right, let's talk about Anthony Anderson because he is having to dish out the coins to his ex-wife, Alvina Stewart. He is now having to pay $20,000 a month, according to the latest judgment. And that number can actually even go up by an additional 20% if his income ends up reaching $2 million in gross pay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-mm-mm. what are we thinking, Carlos? I got, I, Al, I got to take this one. Take the, it. One of the most amazing things about being gay is we didn't grow up wanting to have a wedding. I think marriage is overrated. Marriage is so archaic. Marriage is a, a prison system, is a prison sentence. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why people are getting married anymore because at the end of the day, this is what happens. 20 years of marriage. And I'm, I'm not saying sister doesn't deserve something. When you get married in the state of California, baby, and you get divorced after 20 years, you're going to pay up. I am not interested in getting married. You need to Oprah and Stedman your way into a relationship that is forever a holy matrimony in the eyes of Montecito, California, baby. That's the way to do it, which is why Oprah and Stedman are in no way, shape, or form ever leaving each other because they don't have this prison sentence that is a marriage certificate that's going to dictate what is happening when you get a divorce. But yo, sis, let me borrow some money, child. That's a lot of money. 20000 a month? 20000 a month, and it can go up. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now, what are your thoughts, boo-boo? Listen, you know, I, Anthony Anderson, I would consider a friend. I, I think he's a cool dude. Uh, Anthony Anderson is a wealthy man. He's worth $25 million. He's very successful. He got $400,000 an episode um, on Blackish. Remember, she was there back when he was on Life. Do y'all remember Life in 1999? Or am yes. I too old? Y'all remember Life with Martin yes. Lawrence and um, Eddie Murphy? Uh-huh. Well, she stuck by him when he played those silly roles, stayed there for 23 years. She invested in his life as well, and I think she should be compensated for it. And I don't think $20,000 is asking a lot. I'm not saying that it's not a lot, but I don't think for someone who's worth $25 million, that $250,000 a year for a woman that took care of you for 23 years, made sure you were supported in your career and watched you go from life to blackish, I think it's okay. Okay. All right. Well, coming up next, fellas, an NFL player talks about his stripping past. Do y'all know who that is? Oh, you're going to find out. And later, find out why Sherry Shepard is apologizing to her fans. Keep it locked right here on TGIF. And Carlos King having the time of our lives this Thursday evening, sipping the tea, spilling the tea. All right, I know y'all have been dying to find out which former NFL player has admitted to being a stripper in the past. Well, Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, as some of you may know him, he said on social media that before his football fame, he was a dancer in Los Angeles because he needed the money to pay them bills. Uh, Al, do you know what he said his nickname was on that stage? Uh, 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 what Nick was Tater. it? 
It well, was Twix because he was so skinny, chocolate, and veiny, baby. <laughs> oh, he was veiny or, or his tool was veiny? I, mm, I'm just repeating what he said. Okay. Oh, that's what he said. Okay. That's well, you know, said. I know where this place is. It's it's right. It's called Right Tracks, and it's down there on Sloss. No, Florence and Crenshaw. Florence and Crenshaw. But look, it makes sense. You know, I mean, he was a he's a very attractive guy. He was an athlete. He had to have a nice body then because he has one now. Also, Ocho just has this magnetic personality. So I can imagine that he was very very good at scooping and getting money from women. And, and believe it or not, you know, he wasn't the biggest scholar in college. So I can imagine that it didn't cut into his studying time and it definitely didn't interfere with his practicing time. So look, this was a win-win situation for this young man. And obviously he made a lot of money. Mm, being a stripper. Mm. Carlos, what do you think about Chad being a stripper in LA before he went pro? Well, thank goodness that I'm not, I'm a vegan right now because if I wanted some Twix back in the day, I know that it would have melted my mouth and not in my hands, honey, because I love a good vein. So I am here. Did you say you like a good vein? I love a good vein because when the vein pops, something else gets released. So listen, it's all a hot air balloon to me. (laughs) I think it is wonderful (laughs) to know that back in the day, Chad Ochocinco, who I would have called, have given him that name if you ever saw what he was working with, with his gray sweatpants. It, it makes a lot of sense, and I'm happy. Gray sweatpants. He likes to wear gray sweatpants. Oh, oh, oh. And and Carlos likes to look. Okay. Oh, I got it. Okay, got it. You understand? Oh, yes, pal. Come back to life, child. We're all <laughs> here. So no, I I love it. That is a chocolate Sunday surprise. On a hot Sunday afternoon, Chat Ocho Cinco could have Ocho Neutro dose all over, baby. Yes. Okay, so do you want him to start like posting some videos of his? I'm uh, like, what is going on? Yes, he needs to get on Zeus Network and start a show called Ocho's Cabaret, the Jocelyn Hernandez spinoff with all males. I love it. Well, maybe he could do it right here on Fox Soul. That too. Just gonna throw that out to uh, right to the powers that be. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, all, right gonna... you, all right, you fill ins. All right, you fill ins. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay I'm so lane, sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I am Sarah sorry. Lady, you pretty too. Stay in your lane. Like yes, that. I, <laughs> I host the show with the nightcap yes. on Soul here, based out of Houston. <laughs> I'm staying in my lane. Okay. Stay all right, lane. we go ahead. We gotta get we gotta get into some sad news right now. Okay, so this in in Las Vegas, there are two teens that are facing murder charges for a fatal hit and run that was captured on video. So the teens recorded themselves running over a 64 year old Andreas Renee Probst, a former police chief in Bell, California. Apparently, they were in a stolen vehicle. They saw him. They were recording it. They hit him and they laughed. And the last image is him sitting on the ground on his bike and they drove off. Awful, awful, awful. Al, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? You know, uh, Carolina, it's sad to report this, but, you know, this is called pedestrian bowling. And it's something that a lot of gangs and young kids and even some adults are participating in doing today in America today. So what they do is they get points 
for who they hit and you have to record the hit. So for instance, you get 100 points if you hit a baby or a toddler. You get 40 points if you hit an adult female. You get 30 points if you hit an adult male. You only get five points though if you hit a senior citizen. And according to the reports, this, guy, this man would have garnered them 30 points because he's not 65 yet. If you hit an adolescent who's between the ages of five and 12, you get 20 points. This is such a sick game. It's messy, it's traumatic, it's illegal, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope they get charged with vehicular homicide. I mean, I think they're going after them as adults. Carlos, I see you shaking your head, so I know you feel exactly how Al and I do. This I mean, obviously, this is, this is it's, it's sad because you think about your own family members who could be victims of this situation. And to know that they created this sport in exchange for money at the hands of someone's life. They deserve life in prison once they get convicted. This is horrific. And it goes to show you that what is happening to our community where your, your elders can't even be outside and enjoy their lives, that they have to be a part of some stupid game at the hands of their safety. It's it's awful. There's there's nothing more to say about it besides throw their ass in the jail, under the jail with Tory Lanez so they can share hair products and make sure that they look as crazy as he does in his mugshot. You did a wonderful job of calling that back, but absolutely. All right, we're gonna switch gears here and talk about Angelica Ross, who said that her co-star in American Horror Story, Emma Roberts, made transphobic comments on set. Take a look. And John is like, okay, ladies, you know, that's enough. Let's, you know, like get back to work. And she then looks at me and she goes, she goes, don't you mean lady? Well, after posting that on social media, it's reported that Emma Roberts called Angelica and apologized. And she's like, okay, well, I'm here for the apology. Thank you very much. But my line is also open to see if you continue to be an ally or I mean, in my opinion, the only reason she's apologizing now is because she's made it public and now everybody knows how Emma Roberts really feels about trans women and trans people. So I would take that with a grain of salt if I'm Angelica Ross. What are your thoughts, Al? I wouldn't be so hard. Honestly, I personally have, and on this show, you guys know that I support trans rights. It didn't happen overnight. This happened in 2019 when they worked together on the set of America Horror Story. And I'm going to tell you right now that my thoughts about the trans community and what it meant and what it was is totally different than what it is now. I have learned and have been taught and educated by my coworkers here, by T.S. Madison and other women in the trans community that have brought me light years ahead. And so for me to see that at, at that time in 2019, that may have been a comment that would have come out of my mouth. But luckily, I have been educated and look at 2023 now, I consider myself a friend to the community and an advocate for the community. So I'm not going to press roll Emma because I too was once Emma, okay? But the other side of that is for Angelica Ross. Did you? I, every time I see her, I just think of Candy from Pose, right? I just can't get Candy from Pose out of my head. But did you know that she was the first transgender to host a presidential forum? No, I did not know that. How interesting is that? She was the first transgender woman to host a presidential forum. I think that's amazing. That anyway. is amazing. 
But I, I love, I love that you shared that, that, that people can actually grow, especially from your own per- personal perspective, sharing who you used to be, who you've grown to be, what you've learned in your perspective and listening to the stories of our trans friends and, and family members. Like that is amazing. And so, okay, maybe Emma Roberts does feel like she is more of an ally today and is willing to listen and help the trans community. Carlos, what are your thoughts? Yeah, listen, I agree with Al in the sense of you have to have agency for people to understand what they did was wrong and and see if you are able to accept their apology. Um, I am struggling with the reason for this coming out right now, if this happened years ago, in the sense of why bring it up? If, if, if that happened, well, it, it happened, right? I mean, she said Emma Roberts apologized, which I'm happy to know that Emma did. And Emma saying that is disturbing. And that's that's there's nothing funny about that. Um, I'm just somebody who likes to handle things privately. I don't air my dirty laundry in terms of my issues with people publicly. That's just how I operate. So when people do that, I always struggle with the intention. I'm really, really big on intention. So if... if Knowing that that happened to Angelica, which Emma Roberts was wrong for saying that 100%. I'm just curious as to why now bring it up in the way it was brought up. And then Emma Roberts called you privately, right? She didn't address this publicly. You then responded publicly, added her and said, I accept it, but let's see what else you do moving forward. So, you know, this is that new generation where they like to talk about things publicly. I'm very old school. I think you handle little things behind the scenes. Okay. Well, coming up, find out why Sherry Shepard is pressing pause on her show. And later, Carrie Washington reveals her troubling past right after this. I'm Carolina here with Al Reynolds and Carlos King and comedian and talk show host Sherry Shepard shared with her fans that she tested positive for COVID-19 and will have to delay the season premiere of her show. Other talk show hosts like Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Hudson had initially postponed their show due to the writer strike that's going on right now. Since then, they both have decided to delay the premiere of their shows. We're so sorry to hear that Sherry's sick with COVID. And I just want to ask you guys about the shows that are going on and all of these delays with the show premieres, given not only COVID, but also the writer's strike that's going on. Carlos, what are your thoughts? You know what's so interesting? I, back in the day, because, you know, I'm not as old as Al. I'm in I know you sit-ins are not going to start talking talk on my platform. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I've been called better things at better places. Don't bring me here. put out a better place. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love it here. No. They talk, talk back in the day, 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 where you had Oprah, Rolanda, Phil, and you know, one of the greatest, Wendy Williams. Um, daytime used to be appointment television. And outside of my love for The View, I just don't know if people are into daytime TV anymore. So when it comes to the strike affecting some talk shows from returning, Sherry, we wish you well, my sis. I hope you get better. 
I just don't know if there's an appetite anymore for this genre of daytime TV. I think people like TGIF, they like Reality of the King podcast. You know, that's the stuff they want to see, child, because it's entertaining. Nightcap, the nightcap. Uh, the nightcap, honey. Yes, Carolina Child. That's what <laughs> they like. So I don't think we're missing nothing. We just <laughs> let anybody on this platform these days. I promise you. <laughs> Shameless plug-in on our platform. Joyce, Justin, anybody, Master Control, can we get control of this show? What is going on? Like, what is really going on? All right, Al, Al you, what are your thoughts on the delay of these daytime shows then? Talk to us, you know, Al. Listen, I, I was actually looking forward to the Sherry Shepard show because, you know, Sherry, I would consider her a friend um, because she's the only one that doesn't have professional writers. Therefore, she was allowed to come back because she didn't have professional writers. So I was kind of looking for her to really come back in a splash. And also, I was looking forward to seeing a new Sherry Shepard because, you know, what you've seen, she's been very vocal about it. She got a breast reduction. She said that she was tired of carrying around what felt like bricks. In the promos, she looks really hot. So I, that's what I was I was looking to see. But unfortunately, I just have to wait a little while longer. And, and I hope her recovery is, is quick and smooth. I mean, th this bug is going around again and taking out everybody, I feel like. Yeah. We just, we, we Carlos, what's the protocol now when you're filming? Because my doctor tells me that if you get COVID, pretty much you're supposed to isolate, what, for four days? And you're supposed to wear a mask. There's nothing else you can pretty much do unless you have a more severe case of COVID. So what is it on the production side? What is it that there's a, how long does it take? No, it's, it's around the same time. And obviously things are always changing when it comes to the rules based upon your state. So per state laws, that's when you sort of apply the COVID rules to your production. So, but what you said is very similar to what is across the board. Gotcha. Okay. All right. But Sherry, feel better. And Al wants to see your, your new breast, apparently, because Al likes breasts. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Protect <Okay>. the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move things out to Columbus, Ohio, where two police officers are being investigated for allegedly blaming an 11-year-old girl for child pornography. Now, let me let me set the record. So the girl's father claims that he called police after he discovered that a man online was trying to manipulate and groom her. The father alleges that one of the cops told him that his daughter could get charged herself. This is an 11 year old we're talking about with creating child porn. This is absolutely ridiculous in my mind. These officers need to be on administrative leave and investigated for the way they handled this situation. The father, out of desperation, is reaching out to the authorities to help save his daughter from an online groomer, from a man. And instead, she's going to get charged for child porn. Like, what? What are we doing here? I think the interesting thing here was maybe the cops were new, but from what I understand, and it doesn't make it right, and I don't think it makes it makes it wrong either, but it was the 11 year old girl, all right, who was taking inappropriate pictures of herself and sharing it online. So she started it. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying she took pictures of herself, inappropriate pictures of herself. First of all, how does an 11 year old even know to take these types of pictures? Shared them online, got the attention of someone who obviously shouldn't be uh, uh, online looking at little girls. 
And that's how it was initiated. The father found out, called the police. The police didn't arrive until six hours later. The, the father wanted the, the police to handle it as far as go after the man. And the police just kept saying over and over, but wait a minute, your daughter is the one that started this. She's the one that took the pictures and posted them online and solicited attention. And I think that's where the miscommunication, I also think that that's where there needs to be some type of sensitivity training because sometimes police officers just can be so basic. And I think they weren't thinking about the age and the act. They were just thinking about the semantics of it. That's I'm trying my best to help those officers out. Clearly, they're dumb as hell, but I just try my best to explain. You that. really are trying to provide the other side. <laughs> Carlos, come, 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 come share your perspective, boo. <laughs> right, because Al is like, dig. <laughs> Damn, yes, honey, six feet under. No, it's what I said earlier, and I, and I do mean this. We have to retrain these cops and how right. they're dealing with these situations. I just said this 10 minutes ago. This new world we live in, because the education they may have received years ago does not apply today. Some of these things you think would be common sense. Apparently, they're not. So right. again, retrain the systems in which these police officers are learning how to handle situations because the way they handle this is, is not right. And applaud to the father for trying to do the right thing at the hands of his child. Absolutely. All right. Well, coming up next, Carrie Washington is opening up about her struggles. More on that right after the break. Welcome back, soulmates. We're having fun here on TGIF with Carlos King, who's in for Funky Dineva, and Al Reynolds. I'm in for Claudia Jordan. And now we're going to talk about my girl, Carrie Washington. All right. She is spilling her own tea in her new memoir, Thicker Than Water. The actress revealed that she thought about suicide at the height of her eating disorder. Carrie also admitted to using drugs and sex as an escape to cope with her issues. What do you think about Me her? Me too. <laughs> really? Me too. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, since being in Los Angeles, Carlos, and I talked to Claudia, we talk about this on the show often. Dude, I see. First of all, Carrie Washington is tiny as hell. She's like a double zero, if you ask me. When I see her out, I literally can pick her up with one finger. But I, I, I was telling Claudia that being in Los Angeles, I am 6'2", I'm 225 pounds, the heaviest I've ever been. In Los Angeles, people make you feel like that's fat and that's obese. And it really does psychologically mess with my head. So I totally understand for somebody who's in the acting career, been in that career for over 20 years, how her weight could mean a lot to her. Because a lot of people in Hollywood say your weight determines your pay. And if she's still gonna continue to get that top dollar as a, the great actress that she is, she's gonna have to keep that weight off, unfortunately. But let me tell you what I was astonished by Carlos and, and, and Car Car um, Carolina. Carolina. Did you guys know that 50% of black teenagers are more likely than white teens to present bulimic behavior like binge eating and purging? Did you know that? No. 
That sounds I like absolutely crazy. thought it would have been the other way around, right? When I was coming through, it was always the white girls who were going in the bathroom, throwing up, trying to stay skinny. 50% black teen girls now, I'm talking about now, are 50% more likely than their white teen colleagues wow. to present bulimic um, behaviors like purging, I mean, binge eating and purging. And the reason being is because they're trying to be like everyone else on the videos. In addition to that, it's because doctors don't ever address that issue with them in their teen years when they go to the doctor and talk about their health. That's awful. That's an awful statistic. I mean, in general, like eating disorders are awful. My my mother works at a hospital specifically in, in the ward where they treat eating disorders. And the age of children that show up there is just getting younger and younger yeah. and they are filling up fast. So it is definitely a disease. I'm so happy she's coming clean about it because it's something that a lot of people can relate to. And I did not realize 50% of of them are black little girls. Like that's awful. Carlos, what do you think about her coming clean and, and talking about all this on her memoir? Yeah. We all know that Carrie Washington lives a very private life. She doesn't share her kids on social media. You have never seen her children. She like me has an African. Um, you don't see them much on the red carpet. She keeps her private life private. So for her to open up about her struggles, I would have never guessed in a million years that the Olivia Pope would mm -hmm. would have these sort of issues growing up in this business. And it goes to show you that you never know what someone's going through. It, it, it truly is the case. And I applaud her for being so open and honest about it. And it allows people like me who adore her to really see a different side of her where she can be humanized. So I, I love mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And adore her just a little bit more for being so real and so honest. All right. It looks like Lizzo is getting another lawsuit handed to her. So one of her former wardrobe stylists, Asha Daniels, is suing her for inappropriate work conditions. So she claims that she was bullied and instructed not to dress sexy around Lizzo because she would get jealous when her boyfriend was around other beautiful. Oh. Hmm. Come on, Carlos. What? Come on, Carlos. Like, like this is look, 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 and, I, and, and I'm sure my cop, my colleague Al Reynolds has a lot of the information in this lawsuit. But based upon just what you said, Carolina, you're suing her for inappropriate work conditions because allegedly you were told not to wear sexy clothes around her man. <laughs> so that constitutes a lawsuit that you just so happened to file months after a group of her dancers filed a lawsuit. You see where I'm going with this? It's sort of like, look, if that happened, I'm not sure. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not sure that constitutes a lawsuit. Does it make you an insecure person? Sure. You're insecure. <laughs> But I don't know too many people who've been found guilty for being insecure. Because if that's the case, honey, all of us in this world would be in prison. Well, unfortunately, luckily, Carlos, you're right. It was more to the lawsuit than that, than being just being bullied about how she looked. It was also racist. Um, she was called, you know, black. 
she was called black and dumb. She was told that black people are dumb and lazy, useless and fat. She, she, you know, has incidents of where someone, you know, working with um, uh, this chick named Amanda ran over her foot with, you know, a rolling rack. It was just so many incidents. And the reason why she came forward was because she saw what the other girls were dealing with. And she said that she has a similar story and she's sharing it. She is sharing it. All right. Thank y'all so much for joining me and Al Reynolds and Carlos King tonight. We're going to be back together, the three of us, tomorrow. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for McMillan tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.